This is episode 55 of Morning Brew. I am, of course, Adam Sheridan. I'm Daniel Purcell. We're not joined by Stephen because he is a fucking traitor. What an absolute piece of shit traitor. This is the anti-Stephen episode. All, like, what all, an- all ills are his fault. Any, any technical glitches, it's just Stephen from Ooh, behind the scenes. I have to go be a best man at a wedding. Ooh, yeah, okay, whatever. Never even met this tight little asshole person. I don't, I've never even... Who, what's the odds that Stephen has a friend called Stephen? Probably very low. I have no friends called Adam. I have a friend called Dan. You need to get yourself an Adam friend, and then you'll see the joy of having a friend with the same name as you. Shit, that is true. Maybe I am the problem. Although I'm not. Stephen is the problem, as we've clearly, as we've clearly ruled in, already. And, actually, I am his best man, so there's a... The, the, the double, the double named uh, best man groom combo is clearly something to go on. I can uh, retroactively change my name to Adam if you'd like. Oh, that's a, that's very unfortunate. I'm, I'm at any point if I becomes friends with an Adam, I will not be your best man, and I will definitely not be at your at your wedding. Apologies in advance for that one. <laughs> it doesn't matter how close you are to him; you're just going to be. Yeah, like, sorry, just it's a principle. It's a it's point the of principle. Tr- the trend has to die with me. I'm sorry. It's just it's the way it is. But without Stephen being here today, I thought I would replace him with five gorilla facts that I I will randomly sprinkle into the episode as we go. Is this going to be like, are are you going to hope number one? (laughs) Gorillas do not like crossing water. Learned this out today. They do not like water. They don't like the rain, and they also won't cross water if they're going to get wet by crossing it. They have to cross some kind of log or a rock or a tree, but they will not cross water if they're going to get wet. So far, a lot of similarities between gorillas and the undead. So that's concerning. I I mean, have you ever seen a gorilla? They're pretty fucked up. I would not be surprised if they were some kind of underground ghoul creature that's been sent to invade us. You know what? That if you had no concept of gorillas or great apes in general, and then you were like, you know, reading a, a vampire, you know, book, and one like type of ghoul was just a gorilla, you'd be like, yeah, that's plausible. That seems about yeah. right. That's, that's probably a mutated really human. Fucked up. Yeah, that was the one thing Van Helsing was missing—just a big fucking gorilla. I mean, it did have Hugh Jackman, so close enough. <laughs> I said big gorilla, that. Oh, sorry, sorry. Not not, not mid-sized. <laughs> yeah, not middle-sized gorilla. They needed the rock in there. He just wasn't at the peak of his powers yet. I actually do, you know, on the topic of gorillas, I would say that a gorilla is probably the scariest animal. That's yeah, why I'd say so. It's a gorilla or a bear. On, on land, on land. I mean, like, because if, you, if you're talking about sea animals, then you're already in the ocean, so you're already, like, scared and fucked because you're not going to be able to get away. Whereas yeah. on land, you have all of your capabilities. So if you could meet anything, you know, like if, if right now I had to pick which animal I want least released into my living room, it's either a gorilla, a bear, or a tiger. That has to be one of those three. Yeah, I don't know. I think the gorilla probably wins. I feel like the gorilla's smarter. I feel like I could, pl- I could plausibly like trick a tiger to jumping at me and falling off the balcony Looney Tunes style. And then he's, then he's the problem of the little dog that lives downstairs. But yeah, I mean, I definitely, I think, a gorilla would just like walk out slowly and corner me on the balcony. Yeah, I, I don't, uh, I, I don't, I, I don't trust gorillas. At one point, Mike Tyson tried to bribe a, a zoo, a zookeeper to let him go in and fight a gorilla. 
Um, and I, I really wish that had have happened because imagine, imagine pop culture if instead of Mike Tyson going to prison and coming back and getting back into boxing and then getting into selling weed on his weed farm that he does now and, and that cartoon weird live in. shows and all that kind of stuff. Imagine if instead Mike Tyson, before any of that happened, when he was at the peak of his fame, just got fucking torn in half by a gorilla. That's, I think he literally what died. A crazy like, turn. Oh, yeah, yeah, he would have been torn to pieces. Like, he would have went in and punched a gorilla in the face, and the gorilla would have absolutely fucking ripped him apart. <laughs> what a weird I mean, situation that would be. Imagine hearing that, like, yeah, this kid came out of nowhere, and he's real short, but he's, like, the youngest world heavyweight champion of all time. Also, a gorilla fucking messed him up bad. <laughs> really fucking, really fucking decimated him. I mean, let's be honest. What would really happen is he punched the gorilla. The gorilla would start to retaliate, and then would get harambed. The poor fucking gorilla would just not know what was going on. Until suddenly Mike Tyson shows up, punches him, and then the gorilla gets, you know, attacked for rightfully defending itself. I don't know if they were that responsive in the 80s. I don't know. I, I, I don't know enough about the 80s to question that, but that sounds plausible, actually. They were all just too busy doing I mean, lines of coke. You hear, you hear a lot more stories from the 80s about, like, some guy was at a team park and, like, his fucking arm got torn off at the shoulder because they forgot to put a nail in or something. And it's like, I don't... That would never happen now. Like the like, they'd be completely out of business. They, no matter how much, even if Disney had a massive accident like that, I don't think the park would survive. Actually, I think, you know, just, I think it would like just absolutely decimate it. Like, uh, like it is a weirdly compulsive. You know, like when sometimes you go on those kind of like holes where you're just reading like kind of dark Wikipedia pages, like serial killers yeah. or something, and it's like a good alternative to serial killers. If you know you're trying to go to sleep at night and you're on that one and you're trying to distract yourself, go on to um theme park accidents instead because <laughs> some of them are fucking wild you know some of them are yeah like, they forgot to like you know the, like it was a loop the loop and they forgot to put the the bars down so everyone was yeah. just like hanging on to the to the bars there was there's even like there's multiple cases it happened to someone around the corner there's a fun fair that goes up in blanche but a kid came off one of the rides and like landed in the fucking field down below i'm pretty sure he broke his neck i don't think he died maybe he did um, but it got really fucking messed up, and that was only like fifteen years ago. That wasn't that wasn't even like that wasn't even like in the eighties. That was only fifteen years back. Well, I would imagine the smaller ones are the worst ones for it, like the the ones that travel around because they've there's there's like continual setup and takedown, as opposed to you get the team of engineers in to set it up once, and then you have to maintain it every so often. Oh yeah. Also, they just don't have the money to maintain it the way. And there, everyone's on, everyone's underpaid. Yeah, like I, I mean, like, you know, everyone at Disney's also underpaid, but I'm sure, uh, I'm sure Disney has like a fucking rigorous check on everything they do. I mean, even look at when they open up new, uh, like new attractions and things that aren't even rides, and it takes like fucking eight months from the announcement to open, and it's like, <laughs> you know, that's just like this is just like a Star Wars like hall where they have like lights and shit, and that took you like a year. I mean. I, 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 so there's a great YouTube channel. It's, he's not that obscure. I'm sure a lot of people have already heard of him. Defunct Land, which um, kind of started out as taking the famous and the terrible um, rides to create like a, a fictional theme park where he would take all of them after they've been, uh, you know, decommissioned. But it just sort of has become a general history of different theme parks and Disney and everything else. Um, and it's really fucking interesting to hear like how the design process behind some of these rides, how like um, I think for one of them, Michael Eisner wanted to create a, kind of like a satirical, not a, kind of like not even a, really a, a thrill ride, just like an attraction. Like it was like it's supposed to be a limo driving around Hollywood, you know, and you'd see different celebrities 
Um, and he thought this would be great. You know, we can get all these Hollywood jokes in. And the first version that they returned back to him was way too edgy. And like it, like, I, I don't know, like John Travolta, you know, coming out of a bathroom implied to have done coke. <laughs> all this kind of stuff. <laughs> and the, they should have went through with it. So the team got like, you know, the shit, like, you know, bait out of them. And they came back with like the safest fucking ride possible. And like they show clips of it. And it is just, and here's a statue of, um, what's your man's name? Uh, the uh, Drew Carey. <laughs> it's like the most mid fucking. <laughs> and here's Antonio Banderas. Uh, and it's just really amazing how you're like, okay, that could be a good, yeah, that could be a good idea. No, no, you've gone too far in the other direction. Oh, you know, it's you've you've killed it now. You've gone way too far in the opposite direction. It's way too safe. Or the Garfield ride, which is apparently just driving around while like custom cartoons of Garfield came up. You're driving around and you get pelted with lasagna from the <laughs> from the people that work there. I would fucking prefer that. Queue up for lasagna rather than queue up for a slow montage of Garfield comics. The Garfield Twitter account is great. What a fantastic account. What does it do? What is it like? Um, like, I, mean, like to, uh, I know it promotes Garfield, but how does it promote Garfield? Uh, yesterday, it just tweeted, June. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> someone's, getting the, someone's getting the big books over there at, uh, at Garfield. <laughs> uh, you got to make yeah. the money somehow. So should we, I, um, should we wait until, until Steve shows up to talk about 4DX or... Yeah, we should wait. We should wait because I'm sure he wants to spend 40 minutes talking about Top Gun um, <laughs> or, or okay. whatever we went to see. We already talked about it last time. <laughs> I don't know where the point to be quite now. So yeah, we should we should hold off on that, I suppose. Um, also, unfortunately, I think uh, I think the actual conversation is going to surprise <laughs> almost everyone because there was a there was a very similar feeling, and when everyone left that movie, I was a bit surprised. I thought. Um, I thought it would be different. That's a good teaser for next week, then. Why was it Speaking different? Did they all? Did the we club. all get molested, or no? No, we didn't. Speaking, I fucking felt like it after that was over. Jesus. <laughs> Speaking of of a good teaser, gorilla fact number two ah! is that gorillas are one of the closest relatives of humans. They have ninety eight percent of their DNA. And a common ancestor, except if you're the rock, in which case it is 100% of the DNA and the common ancestors that you, in fact, are a fucking gorilla living in Florida or wherever the fuck he lives. I do feel like if, if you know, you did like a comedy movie where a gorilla shaves all their hair and tries to pass as a human, you would just cast the rock in the role. Yeah. yeah. Oh, 100%. Um, I never seen the that movie Rampage that they made off the video game. I oh, just he's ass- friends with the gorilla. I forgot. Yeah, I assumed the rock was the gorilla. I think that's one of those um, movies that I sort of forget exists. Or they all like fall into like this category of kind of. There was like a few monster movies all came out in the space of a few years, right? And they also, yeah. I I like looked up and I'd forgotten that last year there was a movie where Godzilla fought King Kong, and I was like, yeah, it was terrible. But I was fucking. I was amazed that someone did that. Like that someone made that movie as a big budget type, you know, like a big multi million dollar budget as opposed to something you find. In, in was, the back shells of Extra Vision. It was one of those HBO Max movies where they were trying to promote the streaming service. So they made a bunch of films just for that. Um, obviously, like the Zack Snyder's Justice League, um, the like Snyder Cut or whatever was was released on that. Um, the Tom and Jerry movie was released out on that. It, it's 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 like I was saying about it before. I, I think all streaming services are generally 
the same level of quality. And it just like it it all depends on the month of when something releases on how big budget it was. And other than that, they're all fucking identical anyway. Except for Netflix like- now, which is apparently getting rid of all of their big Good budget stuff. stuff. Yeah. 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 Apparently there was some report that came out that said they were um they were doing away with stuff like the Irishman. So like the big budget. Fucking the only good things to come out of Netflix in the last. Well, it's it's like I was I I tweeted about it yesterday, and when I seen it, and I was just thinking that like, that they're really determined to get rid of anything that could stand out for them as a service. Eventually, it's just going to be a bunch of transphobic comedians. Yeah, well, I mean, if you if you get rid of stuff like The Irishman and that kind of stuff, like the big budget, like big director movies, and you get rid of that stuff. You're left with stuff like what the fucking holiday, where Emma Roberts is in a rom com with some guy that I'm pretty sure was from Home and Away, maybe or Neighbors. But this, yeah, this is what I so the, I thought the reason they went in for that and they did like you know Roma and all like the Quaran stuff as well was uh or was it in Naruto? I can't remember. But anyway, that it was supposed to be like oh look you can get the same movie going experience at home. You know Netflix isn't just for movies that are five years old or massive you know made for tv style films or whatever but that you can get the the, the the premium experience here so if they're not going to do that anymore then what's the point of netflix if it's just going back to no sorry it is just made for tv movies that's all that that's all we do i yeah. think they need to dip into what we said before they need to dip in to the mid-budget comedy movies that used to exist in the 90s and late 80s where people come in that have a good name and they usually take like a salary cut to do the movie, and it's just a stupid comedy, like Tree Man and a Baby. I think they need to, if they're going to really cut back on their budget, I think that's what they should put themselves as. Like, hey, we're not going to have the, you know, 40, 50, 60, 70 million dollar movie, um, but we will have this 8 million dollar stupid comedy that has, you know, Will Ferrell and, and you know, fucking John C. McGinley or whatever as, as the lead roles. But like, yeah, because that wouldn't, well, I mean, maybe not Bill Farrell and John C. McGinley after Sherlock Holmes, which I think has burned a lot of goodwill for them. But what, I definitely don't understand what they were trying to do to begin with. Because if you're going to do uh, like Roma, you know, that's not going to make its money back. That's a prestige film. They never make their but, money back. But there's no way Stranger Things can make its money back. I'm pretty sure I read the other day that Stranger Things season four has like a 30 to $40 million budget per episode. What the fuck is that? What an insane thing to do. And how do you, I guess it's problematic as well. If you're a streaming service, how do you quantify making your money back? Because is that, is that, you know, just more people signing on for the service just to watch Stranger Things? Um, yeah, I think the way they calculate it is the number of new subscriptions um, when it comes to like viewers that have watched something. So, you know, if 1 million people watch Squid Game, and 812,000 of those are pre-existing subscribers, then that means Squid Game has brought in, even if they quit after the the watch the series, has brought in, you know, just under 200,000 new subscribers for the show. And if you paid, you know, such and such a licensing fee, maybe you did make your money back on that one purchase. Um, and it's, he- and it realistically, as long as it's keeping the old subscribers entertained, you're still within that realm. But, I mean, they don't even do that, you know? <laughs> Yeah, because I presumably the idea of using, like, I don't know how you quantify whether The Irishman was a success, because I, you're not going to get a gross for it the same way you would for other things. So you don't you don't know why you can compare against. 
I don't know how Netflix can write a check above $10 million for literally fucking anything and say that it was worth the money. Um, I really have no, like, I just, I can't understand. Like, we watch Friends a lot on Netflix. Like, it's it's one of the main things we throw on in the background. They paid a lot of money for Friends. And it's a good addition to a streaming service, like how Seinfeld is a good addition to a streaming service. But no one is signing up for a streaming service just to watch Seinfeld or just to watch Friends. It just keeps pre-existing subscribers in a holding pattern. But realistically, if it wasn't there, it's not like we we wouldn't still have Netflix. We probably just wouldn't be watching Netflix very much. Like we go through huge gaps where we don't touch Netflix, and um, just because there's nothing on it. But yeah, I think it's crazy. Netflix is one of those weird things where they've been around a really, really fucking long time. Like I want to say Netflix was around since like '98 or something fucking ridiculous. Yeah, but the modern like the Netflix as we understand it now has only been around since what, like 2011. But what I mean is, how can you be around business for so fucking long and have so much revenue and like not know how fucking how to handle a you know a check? Wasn't that the point? Wasn't that like the joke that Netflix was for a long time kind of one of those companies people joked about for being a stupid idea because people you know would get the disc, but then they had no you know. So for people who don't know, the old Netflix which is still in my head as the original Netflix, was an American company where you'd sign up and you'd order a movie and they'd mail it to you. And you'd watch it on a DVD and you'd send it back. But there were loads of... Like, do you remember College Humor? It was full of jokes of people, like, getting yeah. it and watching it and sending it back scratch or just never sending it back. You know, that's my free Netflix movie or something. Like, it, it was always mocked as being not the most sensible business. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I just, I just think it's... Uh... I just think it's crazy how we're this far in and, you know, now we're talking about tens of billions of dollars and they're just pissing money down the drain. And at least before when they're pissing money down the drain, you get quality out of it. But now they're going to piss money down the drain and I don't, I don't know what the fuck you're going to get. You want to know the only reason I'm still on Netflix? <laughs> Go. I can't remember the logins to the Disney Plus or the <laughs> Amazon accounts. The Disney Plus one's my brother's and uh, Amazon is uh, Nuria's dad's and I got a new phone. And can't remember the logins, and I'm too embarrassed to ask. So I'm just watching Netflix until I overcome that. I uh, I, I like Disney Plus. It's a weird service. Um, I really don't like. It's I don't know who it's aimed for because every ad is like, "Hey, do you guys want to watch The Walking Dead and The Kardashians?" And it's like, I don't know. I don't want to watch either of those things at all. Like, what a weird... Like, we'll watch... Like, you can watch Little Mermaid, and then it's like, oh, do you want to watch um, Leon the Professional? And it's like, what? What I is this algorithm? That, yeah, it is a what weird, a, like... What a weird algorithm. Like, it's so strange. I'm telling you, I think Disney Plus is made for Steven. I think it. he'll watch... I think he'll watch, you know, like... NYPD Fire or whatever, and four episodes in, they'll be like, oh, do you want to watch Leon the Professional? And then he watches that and it tells him, oh, do you want to watch whatever, The Expanse? And it's like, it, I think it's just, it's made it's made for someone where they're going to throw up their kind of show and their kind of movies, but like in a really weird pattern to like break a mold. But for me, I think it's just a really odd service. Like <laughs> we, we signed up for it. And like, I, I mean, I guess I'm not going to get rid of it, but I just... It's just a bit of a strange one, um, but they're doing a better. I think that I think Disney Plus does a great job of its original content, and I know it's not them. I know it's because this content comes through their their service providers and they just air it. But I think they're doing a much better job. Like that fucking John Cena vacation movie that came out last year was pretty funny, um, and I can't imagine it cost Disney Plus much to air it. Um, and then there was a show recently that was a uh, single drunk female. Me and Eva watched it. It was a pretty good show, but then I found out that that was like a public access show. 
So like it must not have cost much of anything to get on. And it's just you look at that and then you look at like you look over at Netflix and it's like, yeah, we've just spent three hundred and fifty million dollars on the last season of Stranger Things. It's like I great, I guess. I hope it's worth it. I I hope I watch like eventually what well, I've never still never watched Stranger Things. But I hope apparently, when I get to the fourth season I go like, Oh, I can see where the budget went. But like apparently the new season is good. Um which is even you know I guess it's almost beside the point because of the amount that they're spending on it. But like, I, how much, for example, did they spend on Squid Game? Because I you'd think that's a much better return on... I would imagine all of those foreign language stuff that they have are like next to nothing to put on. Yeah, Netflix. so you imagine... You because get like, so they much... they don't have the like, distribution rights otherwise. Yeah, and you, like if you look at like how many... Like how many times do you get recommended a movie on Netflix or a show and it's like in Polish or it's in Mexican... <laughs> well, to be honest, to, to be honest, some of the foreign language films are like one of the reasons I actually watch Netflix because they actually are good foreign language films. Yeah, uh, I, uh, I, I haven't touched any of the foreign language stuff. The the dubbing on it is like incredibly poor. Oh, that like is to true. the point to the point where like I couldn't possibly do it. Like I, I, it's really I, bad. I watched one which may be one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life called Holy Camp, which is a Spanish movie about these girls at a summer camp in which one of the girls starts seeing God, but God appears as like a lounge singer walking down like a, the stairs from heaven singing um, Dolly Parton <laughs> songs to her. Okay. Uh, and that it's not, she's not hallucinating it. It actually happens. And the, at the very end of the movie, she gets taken up in the heaven by God, who, oh. sec, who they're very explicit, sexually desires her. He's not. It's not. He's not like you know. Saying you are a you know, you are a, a good Christian, and I'll save you from this. It's just, hey, baby, come up to heaven with me. Hmm. Okay, that's uh And the other girl discovers she's a lesbian and is in love with the nun who's in charge of the kitchens, and the two of them run off together. Huh. <laughs> okay, that's that's uh. Apparently that's definitely was, a movie. Apparently, it was a big success in Spain. I mean, sure. Little had a really funny little. The Spanish Little account had a really funny Pokemon tweet, um, mm. where they tweeted out that olive Pokemon and said it evolves for only four four euro and nine cents. And they tweeted the picture they tweeted out was the olive oil. Uh, I was really surprised. It just popped up, and I was like, "Huh, Little Spain, eh? <laughs> cool." I do have to say, so I mean, yeah, I was watching the um, the the reveal or the trailer or whatever because i find like the whole pokemon cycle very interesting because i've i've played um like since i got the switch i have played sword and shield and thought that half of that game was really really good and half of that game was dog shit and okay. the really good part was the new part and the dog shit part was the old part um and then i got brilliant diamond and shining pearl or yeah um and i thought that was dog shit because of it had all the like, there's so much fucking dialogue. You know, like if you're walking down a, uh, <laughs> if you're walking down a road and there's five trainers that you have to fight, as well as a bit of like rough grass, that can take you twenty minutes. Because yeah. if the, you know, you go over to the person, exclamation mark, they walk over to you, they say something like, "I like battling. Battling makes me feel cool." Cut to young boy wants to fight. Cut to young boy sent out barky bark. You know, you sent out. Ray my life fibbly boo and then you use a move oh barky bark is like there's so much fucking text that you have to get through for like the most basic shit yeah um, and i was so bored uh, and then pokemon arceus came out and was like fuck all of that text you can literally just throw a pokemon at someone and have it kill the pokemon before they've turned around the fight and yeah 
So I was interested to see, are they going to implement any of that or are they going to do what they always do, which is just keep it basically the same game it's been since the 90s, which is more bloat. Uh, yeah. And I didn't get an answer. The tra- trailer didn't really tell you anything um, other than revealing a Pokemon based on an olive and a Pokemon based on Hamon and revealing two very sexy uh, Pokemon professors. Otherwise, it didn't tell you anything at all. So, so what I so- heard was was that this one is apparently open world, but open world in a in a way where like you don't have to follow the main story stuff at all. So it's not like the other Pokemon games are like on rails where it's like, yeah, sure, it's open world, but you you know you're going you're going in a big straight line essentially, and then you end up in a big circle to the final gym, and then you go up to the to the you know yeah, yeah, yeah. the stuff that you couldn't go to at the very start of the game, and it's just a big circle on the map. I heard this one's not like that. It's more like um, Arceus, where it's like you know you just kind of go around and do whatever you want, and that's fine, and they're not going to make you do anything um, to do with the main story if you don't want to. And then I seen that people were really upset about that, and I'm really confused because I thought that's what they wanted. Yeah. <laughs> so people- I just- I, I, did you play Sword and Shield? Have you? Have nope. you look? So in that, it's like, yeah, there's like all these like linear bits. And then there's like this common bit called the wild area. And only in the wild area do you have Pokemon wandering about. Yeah. Uh, everywhere else, there's tall grass and occasionally you'll see a Pokemon in it. But only in the wild area do you have Pokemon wandering about and they'll see you and they'll chase you and you can try and catch them and blah, 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 blah. And all the feedback I saw was that's the only good bit of the game. Uh, Nuria started playing, gave up after three badges and just lived in the wild area for a few weeks. And she had a much better time playing the game than I did when I <laughs> powered through the, the story and everything. Um, so yeah, if they're doing more of that, great. But like, That's, that's what it sounds like. I, I think maybe it just got missed or something, but I've seen people arguing that like, oh, this is terrible. And it's like, is this not what you all wanted? Like I, I'm way out of the Pokemon loop, like so far out of it. But I've seen everyone complain that, you know, oh, the Pokemon games are the same as always, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, all right, cool. I mean, I don't know, man. It's made for kids. So maybe you're just, you know, too old for it. <laughs> this is 100%, um, this is 100% the thing is you can never criticize yeah. Pokemon because you're essentially visit. It's like it's like um, when you play with children, you know, like you visit your little cousins or something. You know, you can't criticize how you're playing. It's the children are playing. It's not for you. You're, you're just there, you know, as a guest. Yeah. Well, like we talked about it before where it's like, you know, it's 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 absolutely fine for people to like kids' properties. But you also have to realize that, like, it's a kid's property. And so if something in it is really dumb or stupid and you're, you're not enjoying that part of it, that's fine because it's not, it's literally not made for you. It is actually made for children. What are your, what are your top five or top two um, children's properties that adults seem to take way too seriously? Harry Potter and Star Wars. Ah, uh, fuck. Harry Potter's a really good one. Yeah, I just said Star Wars and Marvel, but Harry Potter is a, is a top one too. I don't think Marvel is made for kids. I think Marvel movies are made kids. for families. Yeah. Okay. That, yeah. Marvel yeah, yeah. movies are made for families, but yeah, Harry I, Potter I think... is explicitly for children, or what? Oh, yeah, or is yeah. initially. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. Harry Potter is a it's a kids it's a kids property, um, and Star Wars is a kids property. But I I think that I think that Marvel films are I mean and you know maybe maybe internally they they think different to me, but I've always pictured Marvel films as that's what you bring you and the wife bring the kids to at the weekend. Um, when everyone's off school and off work is because, oh, the, the new Iron Man film is out. Um, that's that's always how I've seen them. Um, which, you know, isn't saying that they're not for kids. It's just, it's more, it's a little bit more broad when it's like, yeah, it's for, you know, it's for people to to bring their, their families or like, you know, yeah. stuff like that too. Um, yeah, Harry Potter and Star Wars. I've never seen people get so serious about any two properties in the fucking world and they're both children's properties. And also yeah. both pretty terrible. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, I've 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 kind of gone on record before saying that I've never really got Star Wars. Like people have this profound emotional connection to I it. I don't get Harry Potter. Like I understand like I've I really like space exploration stuff. Star Wars is a little bit too not my speed and just like not for me. Um but that's fine. I mean, you know, it's it's not made for me anyway. Um so I, I just kind of ignore it and don't and I bother with it when stuff comes out. But for Harry Potter, I've never understood it. I don't think any of the characters are likable. I think all of the spells and stuff like that, up until like the latest movies, are super fucking boring. Um, especially later on in the Harry Potter series, where everything just essentially turns into the wand becomes a gun, and if you get hit by it, you're dead. That's that's literally what it is. Like the bad guys shoot a purple <laughs> light, and the good guys shoot a red light, and if you get hit with the red light, you're dead. If they hit you with the purple light, you're dead. I'm and just really imagining someone imagining someone like cocking their gun like it's a shotgun. Like I think I read. F- five harry potter books there's seven isn't there uh yes okay i liked the earlier ones when i was younger and then i dropped off pretty fucking hard after that but i think on like one of them there's like a there's like a wizard battle with dumbledore and voldemort and it is the only time the magic is interesting in the entire harry potter series and judging from what i have seen and heard from after that i am convinced that I am right on that mark where it's all boring except for that one one scene and then they go yeah. back to business as usual. Incredibly it is, boring. It is. I, it, that was, I do remember the scene. Well, what about the about big stag? It, Who fucking cares? It, it doesn't is, do anything. Yeah, exactly. No, I, I agree. Is that like, that's the only one where it seems like it's something bigger than the, you know, than the world as you know it and it's unknowable and it's these two people doing it are like superpower. Everything else, you always have known all the spells. So it's just people yeah. being like... Like, if you look at the very you figure out Harry Potter stuff. stupefy interesting. Like, when you're reading the kid's book um, or watching the movie and you like, it's the, it's, the, it's, the first, it's the first movie and like they bonk the troll on the head with the levitating spell because it's the only spell they know because they're literally children. It's like, cool. This is like, you know, they're kids and they don't, you know, they don't know anything. That's fine. But when like these like, you know, adult wizards are there and they're fighting evil, bad adult wizards and they're all like decades and decades of experience and it's the exact same shit. It's like, what? <laughs> what? Or- what the fuck are we doing? Or when they talk, you know, Voldemort was this evil, dark wizard, and it was scary, and all of this t- fear of, t- you know, terror, and, you know, all these people died, and you think, oh, God, he must have known some really weird... He just used that one spell that killed people again and again and again. Yeah, he's just a creepy snake pervert. Nevada Kadav. Nevada Kadav. It's just, it's, it's not as interesting that way. Speaking Where, of creepy snake if perverts, he had a gun. gorilla fact number three. Oh! Gorillas are only afraid of one creature, and it's certain types of reptile. Such as, I found out, the chameleon. Oof, Jesus. Is that, that a chameleon? A, it wasn't a chameleon, but it was oh, good timing. <laughs> or maybe it was a chameleon. I have no way of knowing. That is true. Maybe that's what freaks them out. Maybe the gorilla is like, I could fuck up any lizard. And then the lizard turns invisible. He's like, here, I'm not touching that fucking lizard, dude. <laughs> that motherfucker just turned invisible. I ain't touching him. Teleports behind him. Nice try. <laughs> You got this fucking anime ass creature running around in the real world. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. That's right. A chameleon is probably the most anime animal. Yeah. Animal. Yeah, because all lizards are like that. Some of them lose their tail. Some of them pop off a fake fucking head. Some of them turn invisible. Like, what the fuck? What a weird fucking set of creatures. One of them has its tail that looks like its head, so it can, you know, freak you out. <laughs> Don't like them. Get rid of them. That's not true. I love lizards. What a cool little creature. Do you? Yeah, lizards are cool. When we were in California and stuff, there was lizards everywhere. It was awesome. 
Yeah, I, I've never liked them that much. No, I like not hated them or anything, but I find like lizards and birds and kind of a lot of those animals, they're just less expressive. So I like them less. There was loads of lizards that were hanging around the pool in Lanzarote and we kept feeding them onion rings. They seemed to really like them. <laughs> the lizards around Lanzarote seem to have an unusually high rate of cholesterol. We were feeding, we were breaking up onion rings and giving them to them, and they'd, they'd like hide because they were afraid, and then like they'd slowly peek out and grab it and like drag it into the rocks. It's like, all right, enjoy your onion rings. <laughs> See you later, buddy. Speaking of animals being scared, we're not sure what happened over the last year, but when we used to go to the botanic gardens, you know, the squirrels were very, very skittish, and you know, they'd run away yeah. if you if you even moved too suddenly. Now they're fucking like coming up to people, like you know, <laughs> I think That's a girl awesome. was like feeding them, and they like went up and like started like nibbling her sock, and she got very scared. <laughs> oh, oh no! I mean, he's not going to eat you. He is just a squirrel. <laughs> you don't you don't have to be that afraid. She needs to learn that nature is fucking stupid. Yeah. More than I being think, merciless, like, it's stupid. A really good rule to just take through life is that if you can stomp on something and kill it, don't be afraid of it. No need. No need. I think I probably overestimate what I could stomp on, though. Like, I'm oh, just thinking yeah. now, I, I'm, is it like lower down than my knee? And if so, I could stomp on it. But actually, I'd say there's a good few animals uh, that eat, were lower down than my knee. And if I tried to stomp on it, they'd fucking do me one. I don't know. I think even with a big creature like a fucking eagle, I think you could stomp a bald eagle to death if you really had to. We've have we done this topic with what animals you could take in a fight? Yeah, like, but this is I, this is specifically what animals could you stomp to death? And the answer is most of them because people only, are big and animals are small. But only if they stayed in place. Like I'm sure an eagle isn't going to be like you're watching me lift my foot directly above it. And be like let's see how this plays out. Well, that's why you got to be quick you got with it. plans. I don't think I'd be quick enough. I think animals are just quicker than humans. I think we've got like one of the slower reaction times. Jesus, my share just gave out. Oh, it's maybe fine. it is a maybe it is a chameleon. Uh, <laughs> chameleon. Maybe he's maybe he's he turned invisible. He's undoing the bolts on your chair. Mm, continue podcast. This is still <laughs> human. This has not been taken over by chameleon. That's how yeah, I imagine chameleon sounds. Yeah, but back to, back to the back to the other stuff. Yeah, I I think that like. I, I think that Star Wars and Harry Potter are very boring. I think if people like them, great. But also, like, I've never seen as much fucking discourse over Harry Potter and Star Wars in my fucking life. And it's insane to me. <laughs> it's insane that I'll never escape it. And at least one of them I understand. Like, I understand why Star Wars is popular. And I've, I've understood, like, Star Wars has been popular since I was, before I was fucking born. Um, but, like, the Harry Potter thing I never got. And I also never got how, like, someone can dress up like a fucking schoolgirl and put on a robe but then they'll be really upset because someone said something negative about the child series that they're dressed up as and it's like i don't know dude you're literally dressed as a school child <laughs> you're, you're literally dressed as someone going to school um so okay cool i do feel like harry potter has less power culturally oh yeah 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 culturally like star wars i think culturally star wars is probably probably the biggest pop culture franchise of all time um, and I know like the Marvel movies have passed it in terms of money and stuff, but like, I think Star Wars has never not been relevant my entire fucking life. In terms of earnings, isn't it Pokemon? Yeah. 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 But like, just, I mean, in terms of relevancy, like I, I've, I, I can go a long time without hearing about Pokemon. And like, since I've like, just, I, I moved away from the series just accidentally, just, you know, just through not following it. And um, there was long gaps of time where I just wouldn't even hear anything about, about Pokemon. I've never been able to avoid anything being mentioned about Star Wars. Like, just is, it, I, it's just a juggernaut in itself. But is that not also just because of your age? 
So you know, you're I not mean, exactly I hanging get, around people younger than 15, are you? So you're not going to hear about things targeted towards them. Yeah, I guess so. But like, I'd, I'd, know, I'd, I'd be pretty confident that a lot of people that I know that liked Pokemon a lot probably still probably still play all the stuff. I mean, I don't know if they're like watching the anime or whatever, but I'd say they still buy and play the games. I mean, someone has to, right? They sell like 20 million copies. I always assumed it was new generations coming in each time. Maybe. I don't I don't I really don't know. Um I, I have no fucking clue how, how Pokemon is such like a ginormous thing. Um I guess I part of it I I am convinced is because Nintendo limits the things that are on its console to such a degree that you're just desperate for a franchise to buy. Yeah, I guess that's true. Are they gonna make anything else? Are we just with the Switch now or Switch like devices? Is that just them going forward? I don't know. I mean I guess it, they're not. Well, because like the change. DS range is dead, right? Like that's d- done. Yeah, they've married the two. Like I guess handheld plus console is is, is easier for them now because I don't know if they've ever it. said that like, hey, we're done with the DS, but like they've never like there's been no announcements about like a new potential DS. You know what I mean? So which I have it, a feeling that's dead. Which is a disgrace because it means when are we getting our next Nintendo Dogs game? They they can do Switch Dogs. Didn't they basically do? Didn't they basically include a mode in one of the last Pokemon games, which was Nintendo Dogs, but for Pokemon? To be fair, so probably. I mean, you know, it's a good... Yeah, yeah, sorry. It's the one with the Tamagotchi, right? You have the Pokeball Tamagotchi? Yeah, something like that. No, no, no. That's, Wait. I think, if you go for walks with your Pokemon and they'll note it. But, like, literally in the Sword and Shield, like in the Switch one, if you if you set up a camp, you can just watch your Pokemon wander about. And if they come up to them, you can be like, a Gucci Gucci Goo! A Gucci Gucci Goo! Okay. Fair. That seems like... That's how that you talk like to a, dogs. That seems like a genius idea on its own. Like, just put out an app... Where you like you like you feed and take care of Pokemon and buy them little gifts like Nintendogs, but like you could charge people real money for the gifts. I bet they'd make like a fucking billion dollars off that alone. I had also fucking forgotten um, that Pokemon Go was a thing, and it still is, and it's like active by all accounts. I accidentally saw a post from the Pokemon Go subreddit. Uh, by accidentally, I was like looking for like world champions in Pokemon. I was curious to see is that a big deal, and is there is there like this is the greatest Pokemon trainer of all time? But I accidentally got the Pokemon Go world champion instead, and it turns I mean, out fairness, Pokemon Go is still still a big thing. That's what I did for Yu Gi Oh that time because I was really curious, and I found out that the last the last world championships were hosted in Vegas, and I still think that's the funniest thing in the world. You're getting you're getting collectible card traders in to Vegas awesome that fucking rules <laughs> do you like so out of place like that, so awkwardly place. next to like all the glamour and everything <laughs> like when i was talking about how how i had to go get plasters for Eva that time and the the uh um the uh, like the women that, that stay outside the casinos to like get people in for photos and stuff still don't understand that business model i don't get it it's not like they're charging but whatever that's fine um like even with ten, that's that's who they're aiming for. The kid with the blue eyes, white dragon. That's who that's who they're aiming for. That's who they're gonna get. I, w- I can imagine already the picture of you know the 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 winner being like twelve years old, surrounded by those glamour women, just showing his hand, like showing the blue eyes, looking with because, that cool guy pose. Because they're in Vegas, he has like a line of coke underneath his nose. Yeah, <laughs> everyone's afraid to ask in case they enabled it. My trip to Vegas. By Billy Wilson. You know who wouldn't need to do coke, though? And that's the gorilla, Dan. Because gorilla fact number four 
is that both the eastern and western gorilla, which, silly names, just call them gorillas one and two, because they're the only two species of gorilla. They're the only two gorillas. There's two, the eastern gorilla and the western gorilla. No yeah, other gorillas. Un- until we fucking find out there's a northern gorilla and it's the size of King fucking Kong, and it's just been hiding the entire time. Oh, the southern but, gorilla is very secretive and actually manipulates yeah. world politics. Um, the eastern and western gorilla can already travel at 40 kilometers an hour. So you don't want to give those boys any cocaine. They would literally explode. They'd be moving around like Sonic the fucking Hedgehog. Fucking hell, 40 kilometers. This Every time I hear about a gorilla's physical capacity, it reminds me of that person's post where they were saying something like, you know, gorillas don't go to the gym, so we've never seen one at its peak physical capacity. That is true. That's very true. I think that like what the Bronx Zoo needs to do is they need to give them like like weights and like pull-up bars. Because right now the gorilla can't do shit. That's why they have such weird little legs. They don't have a squat rack. <laughs> they, keep, they keep skipping leg day. Like they grow everywhere else because they're doing like pull-ups and stuff and moving around. But their legs, they can't possibly do anything. So from, from the hips up, they're huge. And then they have these teeny tiny little, little cartoon boy legs. It's probably, it's probably dangerous though because gorillas are too stupid to ask someone to spot them. So That's true. They'll end, up, they'll end up crushing their own larynx. Although something that can move at 40 kilometers an hour probably doesn't need doesn't need it's, a spot. It starts <laughs> to fall and just pew! It's like, like a, a cloud outline of the gorilla still, still on the thing, but he's gone. By the, time the, by the time the weights have hit the ground, the gorilla's already on top of them, just sitting <laughs> on the bar. How do they do that? These fucking creatures. <laughs> it's kind of wild that someone could shoot a gorilla to death when it can move at 40 fucking kilometers an hour, right? If he's moving against the bullet, that just adds to the speed of the bullet relativistically. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe he runs headfirst into the bullet. And because he moves so fast, it just completely like splits a skull and he falls over dead. Yeah. If actually, it's, it's just, we've killed all the gorillas that move slower than 40 kilometers an hour just to breed the ones that will accidentally bead themselves. I think what the US Army needs to do is breed gorillas like, into the US military program and then put them up. They don't need to give them guns. That's silly. Of course, a gorilla's not going to fire an, a- an AR-15. That's insane. Don't you, be need silly. To make, you need to make bigger triggers. They wouldn't yeah, exactly. Triggers. You need to give it special gorilla guns. Like a bazooka, for example. They could definitely fire a fucking rocket launcher off. Could, could you imagine a gun with a trigger made for a gorilla? It would look like a Duplo version of, <laughs> of the gun. So they need to put these things in, right? They need to get their little boots on them. They need to get their little army fatigues on, their little helmet just in case they get shot. And they just, when they're in a war, like, you know, like like potentially we could be in, in with Russia, they just open the plane doors and fucking like 80 gorillas and parachutes just launch into Russia. What are you going to fucking do? You might be able to shoot one gorilla, but can you shoot 80? I don't think so. Gorilla warfare. That's like the ultimate. That's why video games keep making like gorilla esque bosses. Because they're already terrifying. That's one of the big, like, scary creatures in Metro, is essentially just a big mutated gorilla creature. Um, and you have to, like, sneak by them because they're blind. And if they hear you, they'll just fucking rip you apart. And it's like, yeah, what a per. You don't even have to. All you have to do is just, like, you know, slightly mutate a regular looking gorilla and you already have a monster on your hand. Fantastic. And because there are no gorillas in North America, the North Americans never developed, you know, gorilla mace the way they developed bear mace. I think that the real plot twist in Wolfenstein should be that when you get to the final boss, it's not actually Hitler. It's just a fucking gorilla. And he just fucking beats your ass. Like just just a Nazi gorilla just fucking beats down the main character and just like throws him, throws him off the spaceship. A gorilla Hitler. 
the oh. Hitler, not, not, not Hitler turned into a gorilla now, but like the equivalent figure of Hitler among or, society. In order to preserve himself, Hitler has his brain removed and put into a jar attached to a big gorilla head, and that then he just moves around like as a gorilla. That genuinely already sounds like it's a movie. I'm pretty sure the Powerpuff Girls fight that guy. I think that's Avengers Four. <laughs> They're gonna fight Gorilla Hitler. <laughs> Eventually, they have to get really far down. The after you've beaten Wheelman, you know there's no one else to fight. You've run through <laughs> the entire catalog. <laughs> um, okay. Well, what what else we got? What else have we got this week? Who else can we piss off while we're here? Um, we've already pissed off the Pokemon fans because we agreed or disagreed with them. Uh, literally, any statement you can make on Pokemon is both right and wrong at the same time. Um, Harry Potter fans, of course, but who gives a shit about a Harry Potter fan? <laughs> Fucking Harry Potter fans. Um, who else we got? Who else we got? I can say with certainty, Harry Potter fans do not listen to podcasts. They listen to audiobooks exclusively. That's true. Well, we are on Audible. Um, if you're finished listening to The Philosopher's Stone, listen to episode 50, 51 of Morning Brew. Give, give yourself a little treat. A little, little Thursday night treat. Which one's episode 51? Is that a good episode? I think they're all fantastic episodes. That I mean, in relative terms, you know, this is like a, a tier list of Morning Brew episode. Morning Brew episode fifty-one, definite S tier. That's the boys at their best. Okay, episode fifty-one. It looks like was our review of um, the unbearable weight of massive talent. So yes, that is a yeah, that that's is a, a premiere episode. It's pre- yes, it's a tip top, tip top. Um, Don't know what you would want beyond that. Actually, speaking of um, speaking of tier lists and all that kind of stuff, I've managed to completely fuck up my YouTube again. I think oh, I'm no. watching like one or two uh, video game videos, and it wasn't it, fuck it. I was watching like guides on like how to colonize in Europa Universalis or something like that, like a really kind of niche. Um, yeah, when you want, when you colonize here after four point five seconds, you want to cancel the order and instead reverse it into the, you know like really kind of fucking specific shit and i'm still getting stuff now like why i hate strong female characters in video games yeah yeah they really want to fucking radicalize me yeah there was also there's also those ones that go around where it's like you know the star Star wars is woke now or whatever and it's like i don't i don't think you understood understood what star wars was up until this point but that's cool that's okay don't worry about that Oh, Star Wars now has politics in it. It shouldn't have politics. It's like I don't know, dude. There was like a tree movie saga where they talked about the Senate being bad. I don't, I don't, I don't know what you want. I don't know what you want from this series. The whole series literally space samurai and politics. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, one fucking cowboy. And in the original trilogy, they seem to set up the woman as like the damsel in distress, and then immediately make her take charge of the entire rebellion. Isn't that the entire point of the scene where Luke rescues Leia? Is that like, he's like, I'm here to help you. And she's like, get out of my way. I'm going to get us out of here. Yeah, I mean, Luke's like a real weenie until the last like 30 minutes of the final movie, right? I think that's why I don't really give a shit about Star Wars is because like, they keep saying, oh, he's going to be so cool. He's such a badass now. And he never, it never happens. He just, he kind of like, by the end, it's like, you know how I'm a badass? By not fighting. I uh, <laughs> I think like the fight scenes in the in the prequel trilogy were pretty cool, but that's because obviously they were newer. Um, yeah. But I like, yeah, I don't know. I are the fight like the fight scenes aren't supposed to be like cool in Star Wars. They're just kind of there. 
like they're there because it's a conflict. It's a it's a civil war conflict, and so of course there has to be some kind of fight. But like I don't I don't think like there's any real thought into like this should be a really fucking this should be a really cool scene. This should be like the greatest fight scene of all time. I think it's just kind of like oh this character needs to get across this room and there's like five stormtroopers there, so he has to kill the five stormtroopers and it's just pew 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 pew. Great, let's go. <laughs> I am. Um... It's like Pokemon. W- you beat all the trainers and then they just kind of stand there. I, I I want a movie, like a Star Wars movie or any type of movie with magic in it or anything like that, where they like really exaggerate the power of magic. Like, you know, if you use the force, you can move things, right? I want them to yeah. fucking, I want them to split the atoms inside a person because that's just moving things. So I want them to like disassemble a person and go, Poof, and like the body like collapses into ash or something. That better be, there's that Bethesda announcement is this week. So Which assuming, one for for Starfield? I guess so. They're doing like a, a Bethesda like showcase. So I'm assuming there's gonna be Starfield at that. I'm assuming they're probably gonna talk a little bit more about Elder Scrolls Six since they announced it about a year ago now, two years ago, three years ago, no, four three years, years ago. ago. A lot. They four like a, sh- a shockingly long amount of time. Yeah. Uh, ago. Yeah. And then I, they so did I nothing like- on it. I think they're gonna talk about stuff like that. I really hope that games like Elden Ring and like The Witcher have made them like really put effort into make these things cooler because uh, like i <laughs> i i like i like the follow games and i like the, the the elder scrolls games but they're very like paint by numbers outside of a couple little things and i i hope that i hope that this has kind of scared them a little bit i hope that i hope that there's a lot of like effort being put into like oh you know what you're gonna summon a fucking tornado and it's like yeah fuck fuck yeah yeah call out a fucking tornado why not the Elder Scrolls Six was announced on the 11th of June, 2018. 2018? Fucking four years ago almost. Did it. Oh, shit. Yeah, and nothing since. No. Fucking nightmare. Uh, no, I, I, I actually agree. I think, like, the, so Skyrim came out in 2010. And arguably... And again, the, in 2011, 2012, and, 2013, and yeah, yeah. 2014, 2015. And arguably since then, there have been, like... Probably three now with Elden Ring, if you count Elden Ring. But before then, there were at the very least two genre-changing, standard-setting, you know, everything before and after moment in RPGs with The Witcher 3 and Breath of the Wild. Yeah. So, like, I don't think you can release Skyrim with better graphics and people will be happy with it. Um, I don't even think you could do a best of where you have everything fans like from Morrowind, everything fans like from Oblivion, everything fans like from Skyrim, put them all together with better graphics and people will be happy because yeah. it's still, it would feel too empty and too rudimentary. Like, yeah, I think, well, I mean, I think, I think that's why problems, it's taking so long as well. I think one of the big problems, if they bring it out, and I mean, I'm not going to be against it, but I think that if they bring out Elder Scrolls 6 or Fallout 6, five it would be the next one i suppose starfield that kind of stuff with how like there's like entire different pathways and like entire conversations you literally won't get in certain games depending on like who you play as or what you play as i feel like the generic like oh it really doesn't fucking matter at all what your character looks or sounds like beyond a couple like little things and that you can ignore them and i think that that would probably hurt them a lot yeah, I mean, um, I guess th- that's really the distinct thing about um, about Bethesda and the Elder Scrolls especially, isn't it? Like, you know, in, in Witcher 3 and Breath of the Wild, you'd start as a specific predefined character so you can fit that into the into the world. 
Whereas yeah. character creation is really important in the Elder Scrolls. And even then, you know, you're a fucking dark elf and you're wandering about Windhelm. People are vaguely racist to you, but they're not threatening you the way they threaten other people. Or if you're in Morrowind and you're an Argonian and you become the Nerevarine, you know, you're the fucking messiah and you're a, you're like, you're a, a slave lizard. And it, it doesn't affect the story at all. And logically it should. Yeah. And especially like some of the other stuff is like Skyrim did a really good job at like making the quests cooler. Um, especially because like you'll like you know you're in like neighboring towns and they basically point you in the direction of the quest but i think that when you do the quest and like the people in the like in the quest area even stop acknowledging anything to do with it it's like oh okay <laughs> yeah that's it you don't really feel like you impact the world very much with the like the mage like... school the mage school is one of the cooler quests in in skyrim is in the base uh, game anyway do you think? I, I fucking yeah. hate the maid school because you don't have to do any magic. You just show up and like stab everyone to death. And then at the end, you're like, well done, Stabby McGee. You so that's what, I was, that's what I was going to say. So, you know, the maid school is one of the cooler quests, but after it's done, there's no real effect anywhere. And it's not like, like you have any kind of weird spells or anything. Like you get a really cool uh, set of armor and you and get a room. pretty cool, you get a pretty cool talisman. And, you know, it's like, all right, cool. But, you know, it doesn't change the college thing at all. Um, even some of the stuff where it's like, oh, potentially this, like, you know, when you go to the basement and you're speaking to the, I can't even remember what it is down there, the like creature in the basement. That, like, oh, the uh, the auger, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're even with that stuff, it's like that gets left open ended. But that's just because they wanted to leave it open ended. <laughs> it doesn't mean anything. Like you can't, like nothing extra happens. There's no, there's no carry on from it. It's kind of like, oh, okay. I mean, yeah. that's fine. Like, I won't be against it. I just think it'd be a little bit boring. I think Bethesda's strengths have always been in kind of the the dressing of, of yeah. the RPG. Like, I think there's a reason people remember background characters in Skyrim a lot better than they do in The Witcher 3 in most cases. W- w- although I would say the plot lines and the plots in the quests in The Witcher 3 are better. In yeah, sense, like I remember the storylines there better, but I think you get to do a lot more interesting things in Skyrim. Like in The Witcher Three, nearly every plot is use your Witcher sense and walk to the bit that's orange and press X over it, or walk to the bit that's red and press X over it. You know, like yeah, they can be very. Whereas I think like you do tend to get more interesting things to do in Sky in the Elder Scrolls in general, and even in Skyrim was noticeably less good for that than Oblivion. Like, yeah. remember there was that quest in Oblivion where you had to, like, kill a whole house of people and you could, like, you had loads of different ways to, like, turn them against each other or, like, there's set also, up there's other a, people. There's a really cool quest in one of them as well. I, th- I, g- I think it's Oblivion where you go in and it turns out that, like, the reason the house is weird is it's fucking haunted by some weird, like, wizard ghost and the doors all lock and you have to kill the ghost to get out. It's like, oh, yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, you buy the house. And, and then they did a similar thing in, uh, in Skyrim where the house is, like, uh, haunted by Molag Ball. Yeah. Or in Skyrim when you play... You, like, the Assassins and the Thief quests are always better than any other guild quest line. I thought like the Skyrim in, Thief quest thing was kind of boring. Um, no, yeah, it, was, it, was, it wasn't great, but you get that cool armor at the end. The one that turns Yeah, I thought the, the I thought the ending stuff to it was pretty cool, but I thought, like, the early game stuff where it's like, oh, go in and take a key or whatever. It's like, uh, okay. Yeah. Oh, like steal steal the ring, and it's like I. I mean, I guess I'll do it, but like I don't. I don't give a shit about this. I, I don't care. 
the only quest that are like fit for purpose in terms of their design matches what they should be is the fighters guild or the companion stuff where it's just fucking hack your way through but yeah like the mages guild stuff is always very disconnected from using magic the thief guild stuff is a uh, is 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 never really a stealthy thing like imagine instead you couldn't kill anyone and you have to make your way through like a gigantic, you know, mansion and there's rotating guards and all that. Like there's one level yeah. like that and it's an assassin level where you have to kill the emperor and you have to like go in from the bottom of the, the ship and work your way up. That's a yeah. great level. Or the bit in the, like the assassin's guild is a good one. Or, you know, you have to kill that chef and pretend you're the chef and then you make a poisonous cake. And yeah. You try to get yeah. Away. Like all of that's great. But there's so many of them that clearly aren't taught through that or like you fucking join the bards college and you think okay great this is going to be like something completely different because it's a bar like do i have to use speech check do i have to convince people is this about talking to and this no it's going to a dungeon and <laughs> go into the dungeon and fight the spider yes k- kill the draugers and the spiders and just get like a-, a flute at the end of it and bring it back it's yeah. so disappointing and i think that's going to really hurt them if they because because you know you do more interesting stuff in the elder scroll stuff but it feels disconnected from the world that gives it to outer, you, the story that gives it to you. Outer world, outer wilds, outer worlds. There's two outer, of them, basically the same name. Outer world is the RPG. And is that Bethesda? No, it's uh, Black Isle. All right, Black Isle. Okay, okay. It's the people who did New Vegas, not the, um. So, kind Was of. Was that good? Bit, yeah, it's a great game. It's too short. That's the big problem. So, like, you're like really just like, okay, this is really picking up now, and it's over. Okay. Um, and I got on the Switch where it really chugs to run. Like, there's bits of it where it doesn't run right. Um, but in general, that's like like probably a good way forward for a lot for for Bethesda. In that there's a lot of factions you can help or hurt them. There's a lot of open ended quests where you can choose who you believe or what benefit you want. Um, yeah. So that yeah, that's a really good one. Um, again, yeah. very small and very short, which Bethesda would have to improve on, but. I uh I really hope that all their promises for Starfield are true, but we'll uh we'll see. I I haven't seen anything about Starfield. What are their promises? They they've just said things along the lines of like this is going to be a you know a, a masterpiece. This is going to be like the best game we've ever made. Everyone's so excited about it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, very vague, but like very like over promising. Like you know, everyone's gonna love this, and it's like oh, I really hope that's true, but. I uh, you know, you you really have a lot. Like, fuck, it's been twelve years, and it's like there's like four or five different open world games that people loved that are also drastically different. Like Grand Theft Auto came out in that time span, and yeah. it's like God knows if they'll ever make another one because they're still making a fucking like hundred million dollars a month of Grand Theft Auto Five. You know, Red Dead Redemption Two came out in that time span. Um, you know, you have Elden Ring now, you have Breath of the Wild that came out, you have Breath of the Wild 2 on its way out, you know, you have, uh, of course, Cyberpunk and The Witcher. It's like, shit, there's a lot. Yeah, they're like, really gonna, I, they're gonna have to do something special. Especially, like, I thought one of the reasons Fallout 4 was so criticized when it came out as well was because it looked modern. And yeah. therefore, like, it was easier to be kinder on the older games because they were like, oh, they're just of a different era. But Fallout 4 looked modern. And therefore, people were like, this isn't as good as, you know, Witcher 3 yeah. or... Some of the complaints for Fallout 4, I didn't understand. I thought it was very good. I, I don't think I like it as much as I did 3. And I definitely don't think I liked it as much as New Vegas. Um, I think New Vegas is actually my favorite of all yeah. of their games. I think New Vegas is my favorite. Um, of any Bethesda game or of any yeah. Fallout game? No, Annie Bethesda game. I think New Vegas is number one for me. Um, 
I think and I probably I think I, I like a fantasy setting too much for it not to be like, you know, Oblivion or Skyrim. But as a game, I think New Vegas is the best game. Yeah, I think it's and I never even got around to playing like the DLC or anything. I, I think I, I roughly started like a PC playthrough at some point before and like got halfway through one of the DLCs, I think. Um before I got busy with other things. But yeah, I think uh I think New Vegas is probably my favorite, but I thought I thought Fallout Four was very good. I thought it looked very pretty. I thought the fact they announced it and said, "Hey, this is going to be out in October," and it was out in October, I thought was great. You know, no like giant build up. It's like you've been working on this the whole time. It's out in four months, and there, sure, it was. Yeah, um, but then you have stuff like that dialogue wheel. Um, I thought the dialogue wheel was. I thought the dialogue was fine. I really liked the fact that the game was fully voice acted. Oh no, um, I, I, I hated that. I thought that was such an error. I thought like. You, 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 a because you're losing the long sentences that you can see that you say so you're losing some of your relationship between what you know your your inputs and what the yeah. the game says happened i thought that was a big problem um and b because it necessarily forced them to cut down um what they could say or what they could have them say so you know before you have like the jokes where you get a job at that um at that solar nuclear plant, that solar energy plant, by saying that instead of a degree in theoretical physics, you have a theoretical degree in physics. Like yeah. you, those jokes didn't exist in Fallout Four because of the dialogue system. Well, there was there was the, there was a lot of dialogue in it. In fairness, like they had the the main characters, especially like Valentine and stuff like that, had a a pretty substantial number of. Oh yeah, and it's fine for them. Fine. Like they they all kept this. It was just for the characters, just for the player character. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um. Uh, yeah, and I suppose there was also some stuff where it was like, you know, you, you the dialogue option is like, we need to break into the power plant and take out the raiders. And then you push the button and he goes, we need to go that way. It's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> I don't know what I pushed. And also, there definitely wasn't enough um, open-ended quests or branching quests in the way. That, like, I feel like they had the factions and they were like, okay, great. You can decide which faction you want to be along to. That's a lot of choice. Um, but actually what I wanted was like, you know, you do a quest and at the end you can like, you know, like with the, um, with that one in, in, in New Vegas, where you, with the solar plant, where you can choose to give it to the NCR or you can get a super powerful solar gun and fuck over everyone, or you can give it to the strip or, you know, and there's like a seven yeah. different options you could do and none of them directly impact the plot. They're just like, you know, realistically you have a few options here, whereas uh, Fallout four felt a lot more railroaded than most of its quests like it felt I, more like here's an interesting plot to this quest as opposed to here's interesting choices i hope that there's a new class in either fallout or or starfield or any of their other future games which is essentially instead of it being like a warrior or like a thief or like an assassin i hope it's just a fucking pro wrestler class and i hope that everything's fucking exaggerated and i hope that when you like you when you when you beat someone up you do like a fucking elbow drop off some kind of object in the room i just i'm so into it do it do it. Let me let me say something to the Doverkin right now. Like you just like you fucking like leg drop off the top of like a giant throne onto a dragon to knock it out. Amazing. Wasn't there there was there were old classes that like made you like expert in like, you know, kung fu essentially, like the monk. And then they just got rid of them by Skyrim, I think. And it was you could do like an incredibly specific build in Skyrim to be able to do unarmed combat. Yeah. And the and the perk system in Fallout lets you do stuff like that too, but it, you don't really see much. So when you knock someone out, they just kind of get hit and fall over. You know what I mean? Like you want to like be able to like grab them and like. Oh yeah, know. I want the whole. I want the whole thing. I want to drive like, them. Yeah, I want to. I want to fucking like power bomb like through the ground, 
And it did, it, you don't have to actually destroy the ground. You can just put in some kind of special effect, but I'm fine with that. You know, I just, I just want to, I want to see. I, I want it to go over the top with it. If you want to differentiate yourself from Elden Ring, that's the way to do it. I mean, I feel like I'm surprised that isn't an Elden Ring. That feels like the kind of thing someone would discover after, you know, a certain amount of time in the game. <laughs> the closest is the butt stomp, which just turns you into Super Mario. <laughs> Woohoo! Yeah, it's great. Some of the stuff in Elden Ring is bizarre. Like, they just really fucking went over the top with it. Like, I, I got a new power the other day where basically it summons a gigantic dragon head that just takes a fucking bite out of someone and it just destroys them. Like, they just they get eaten in one shot and they're gone. It's like, okay. Yeah, cool. I mean, why not? At the stage of the level, at the level you are in the game now, like, should you not be, like, seeking out bosses who are meant for someone half your level and just fucking destroying them in one go? So, I think I've beaten most of the early game easy bosses when I was playing through um, because I didn't play the main storyline for a while um, just because I got distracted with other stuff like I'd run into a character and they'd be like hey there's this thing in a cave down here and I'd be like well fuck I've got to go all the way down to the eastern coast I got what what's in the cave I, and then I'd I, go in and there'd be like nothing in there and it's like well that's fine at least I tried I do love that um, where like you know like for example if you're playing uh El- or not Elden Ring, Breath of the Wild, and you're like wandering towards a destination, then you see something else you have to be as a destination, you're like, fuck, I need to do that. And you only have the map marking system. Yeah. So you put down your markers, you're like, fuck, I, don't, I hope I don't come across anything else interesting. I'm running out of markers. Anything, any open world game that catches me, I guarantee for the first 20 hours, I will not play the main story. Yeah. <laughs> I can guarantee you I won't because I will find something I think is interesting and I will walk away completely like someone will tell me like oh here's the main story what, what, what could we possibly find in the castle I'm like I don't know dude Pro- probably a monster if I had to guess you know, in the castle probably a monster <laughs> and then like someone else would be like maybe there's a maybe there's something inside that cave over there and it's like oh I better go in the fucking cave then <laughs> what could be in the cave I, I like as well when like you know you 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 could you keep thinking of all these rewards you could get like maybe there's an amazing so like something you've never gotten in the game and you don't think exists in the game but in the back of your head there's a voice yeah there's a fact there's a voice from what if it's like a fucking I don't know, it's a solid gold sword and it shoots out laser beams it's breath it's the only one of it's like in the and breath of the wild there's nothing like that but you still do it yeah breath of the wild is great for it because you go in they give you like essentially fifty dollars yeah I know. <laughs> and it's like cool i'm glad i just fought this like you know tree-eyed scorpion to uh to get this reward and the reward is basically 50 quid <laughs> cool extra I found a wallet in the cave <laughs> on, on the other hand breath of the wild when you're still at the stage where you're getting the the globes or the, the spheres or the, whatever they are the souls and you're, yeah. you're still at the stage where you're upgrading your stamina those are the most, it's the most fucking rewarding experience. You get them all. And by the end, you've got like, you know, four stamina bars and you can climb up anything. Yeah. And you're, you're remembering the early game when you like had to like really strategically climb cliffs to find the less steep bits that you could walk on. Yeah. And now you're like, like, fuck like, it. Sit on it to like get your stamina to build back up. Yeah. yeah and, and then, you know, after you've upgraded your stamina, you're like, I can fucking climb a mountain. I don't give a shit. Okay. We should start wrapping up, which means it's time for the final gorilla fact. Oh, go on! I've been saving this one to last. Gorilla enclosures are actually unknown whether they're safe enough to keep gorillas from getting out. Because scientifically, we don't know how strong a gorilla is. So we just build a really strong enclosure and hope for the best. <laughs> so when you go when you go to a zoo 
and you see that a gorilla has managed to crack the glass by like running into it or like you know there was that video going around from some zoo where the gorilla like ran full speed and like elbowed it and like sh- like didn't shatter the glass but cracked it all the way through um, that's because they don't actually know if this is going to be strong enough to keep the gorilla inside. They just really hope it will be. They've built it as strong as they can, and they hope it's good enough. And that's what we've done to all gorillas. And the gorillas are just like, I'm fine actually living here. Just yeah, yeah, they just sit there. But every time you see one that's cracked, it's because like we just hope that was strong enough, and then it's not, and we're like, well, shit, I'm going to put something better in. I'm imagining them testing that. Like they put it in, they put a gorilla on one side of the glass and they have like some guy like taunt the gorilla on the other side, like, Meh! and just see does the gorilla attack. Of course, they have to sacrifice up. the guy. No, no, it's fine. They have someone else dressed up like a chameleon to run in and scare the gorilla off just in case. Yeah. Why, wouldn't, why wouldn't they just bring in a real chameleon? Because a chameleon will turn invisible and you'll get beaten to death by the gorilla. <laughs> the gorilla wouldn't be able to see it. <laughs> Oh, that's what they need. In the next Skyrim, I don't want any werewolf class or vampire class. I want a gorilla class. I want to join like these mountain warriors and you turn into a gorilla. And then you get to fight people as a gorilla man. If I'm honest, were-gorilla sounds way better than werewolf. Yeah. Yeah, I want to turn into a gorilla man. I want to, I want to fuck, turn into a big fucking ape. And I want to go around a village with a big axe and I want to kill enemies. That's what I want from the next Skyrim. I, I Whatever they're going to call it. I was thinking this when I was playing. So in in Warhammer, in Warhammer Two and all, there are an incredible variety of races. There's like undead Egyptians. There's one race which is just dinosaurs, like big lizards who ride yeah. dinosaurs, including chameleons. Yeah. There are chameleons on that. So like, there's an incredible variety. And I was thinking, I can't believe there's no gorilla unit on any of these rosters. Like there there are rosters of like you know semi feral people. There are like every other fucking thing under the sun, and there's no gorilla men. And See, just, huge, huge, huge mistake. Huge disappointment. Bring me gorillas. Yeah. Give me death. Huge mistake. They need to get gorillas in as soon as possible. Gorillas would make that game. Gorillas would make the Warhammer universe just substantially more popular. I think well, we've come to the conclusion that if we can't replace Steven with a gorilla, we will get Steven back. But we're going to be really on the lookout for a gorilla host. So if Donkey Kong is out there, we promise Donkey that Kong, we will try. if you're out there, I know you haven't had a game in a while. I know you're not working too much right now. Hit us up. Hit up Morning Brew. Maybe, maybe there's a co-host position ready for you. I was going to try a Donkey Kong impression there, but actually, I think I'd be terrible. So I'm not going <laughs> to. This has been episode 55 of Morning Brew. I have, of course, been Adam Sheridan. I've been Daniel Purcell. And we are looking for a gorilla to become the new Stephen Burke. Bye. Bye. I like my podcast or whatever. That's, that's my Donkey Kong impression right there. <laughs> really good, actually. It's much, oh, I'm way better than I thought it was going to be.